Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, things happen sometimes. What a song. Give our praise team, our choir, a hand this morning. Let them know how much you appreciate them. The house of the Lord today is sharing with us in song the wonderful season of Christmas and the importance of what transpired here today. If you will stand with me all over the church, again, look around at somebody around you and express to them how glad you are that they're here today. It's wonderful to have our visitors with us from wherever you have come from. Again, we're grateful to have you. How many are just glad to be in God's house again on the Lord's Day? Uh, look around and just thankful that we're able to be here. There's so many that would love to be sitting here where we're at today. They're not able to, but we are, and so we ought not ever take for granted this opportunity to come into God's house. One day we too could be in a place where we're not able to be here, but until then, let's give God everything we can give Him from the depths of our heart in service unto Him. We're grateful for that today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. I won't keep you long this morning, but just for a few moments to the book of Luke chapter 2. Again, in the book of Luke chapter 2, I want to share with you from the thought of the title of this song that they just sung, Mary, Did You Know? That would be my title this morning as God would speak to our hearts concerning this particular scripture and this wonderful song that was written concerning Mary. In Luke chapter 2, verse 16, if you have it, say amen. And look at somebody and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't know about you, but I've been ready. I just... I just keep getting ready. Every time I turn around, I'm ready. Amen. I'd rather be ready than not be ready. I just want to be ready. <laughs> we might change the title of this message. But Luke chapter 2, verse 16, the Bible said, And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, somebody say, but Mary, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word and Let's pray as we ask God to speak to our hearts this morning concerning this message. Father, we come to you in a very humble fashion, Lord, knowing that you are our hope. You're our creator. You're the author and finisher of our faith. This morning, God, I ask you that you would anoint our hearts and our ears to receive. And Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. But Lord, the words that come out of this mouth, I pray, would come straight from the throne of God. And Lord, that I would be hidden, but you would be heard. God, you would be experienced today as those here would receive the message that you have designed just for them. Every need be supplied today through this word, and we'll give you the praise for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Give God one more hand of praise, if you will. Uh, I know sometimes if we're not careful, the enemy can find any way he can to get into the place 
of quietness and begin to speak to our minds when God is trying to speak to us. And, and so I think it, it's a good thing that we take every opportunity not to give time to the enemy today. Amen. And in doing so, we need to understand that the message that God has for us is so important that, and the enemy knows that. So he would do everything he can to try to get us to go to sleep while the preacher's preaching. Or, you know, just drift off to that great lovely turkey you got coming up on Christmas Day. And I'm not trying to be funny this morning, but the enemy would have you do nothing more than pay attention to everything but what God would have you to receive today. My prayer is that you would hear what God is saying. And that this morning, that you would not see me, but that you would hear him. Today we begin to deal with the scripture that we've so often heard season after season and maybe throughout the year we've read it as we've read our Bibles. And we're reminded of how great and exciting a time it was during the birth of Christ. Uh, it was so exciting that when the shepherds heard about it, they went to find him. And when they did, they began to just enjoy the atmosphere, I believe, of the presence of the God child as he lay there in a manger. I believe that everything that the angels shared with them had began to unfold before their eyes. And it was exciting to see how that everything that was spoken to them in a dark field as the angels lit up that place and began to speak into their lives had become a reality. There are those today that do not believe that Christ is even a reality. Uh, there are those today that do not believe that he was the son of God. But I can come to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ is uh, the son of the living God. Today he is the only hope. Today he is the one who is able to save our families. Come on somebody. To break addictions from people's lives. To save the lost sinner in his condition. He's the one that's still able to go into the room where sickness has attacked the life and to reverse the situation and to break the chains of sickness off the lives. I wish somebody would hear what I'm saying this morning. Today, I don't know of anybody better to call on in conditions amen, that are out of our hands than that lovely name, Jesus. Oh, we can call on doctors. We can call on lawyers. We can call on our family and friends at strategic times. But you'll never find a better name to call on than that lovely name of Jesus. He is just what the angel said he was. He is the hope. He is the propitiation. He is the only source of complete and true victory in our life. How many wants complete and true victory in your life? How many wants complete and true victory in your family's life? The Bible said who the son sets free, he is free indeed. I don't want to be partially, amen, helped. I want to be free, amen. I don't want somebody to be partially delivered. I want them to know that there is a Jesus who is able to completely deliver them. 
Come on, somebody. How many believe today uh, that God is still able through his son and the sacrifice that he, that he made uh, and through the power of the Holy Ghost uh, to break uh, the very chains of the enemy off of the lives of people? How many believe that today? Do you really believe it today? Come on, somebody, because if you believe it, it'll drive you to prayer. It'll drive you, amen, to rise up in your faith and to let God be God in your life. If you really believe it today, I'm telling you that when we begin to think about this Christmas story, we can't help but think about who he is and what his power and abilities are toward us and what his desire is toward us. He didn't come just to look pretty and to be cute. Amen to God. He came to deliver the children that had been bound by sin, the Israelites and the Gentiles alike. He came to deliver humanity from the chains of the enemy, the thing called sin. He didn't come just to... He didn't come just to be held by Mary, but he came for a higher call. Can somebody say amen? It's easy for us to begin to think about the beauty of it all. But in the midst of seeing the beauty, I believe that the shepherds knew that there was more to this story than just a little baby born in Bethlehem. I believe that the shepherds were rejoicing because they understood that what was coming was going to be far greater than what had already happened. Amen. Oh, this baby Jesus. He's so pretty. He's so meek. He's so mild looking. Oh, he's such a wonderful thing. I feel the, I believe they could feel the presence of God in that place. But to know why he had come and to know there were some things that were going to unfold. The Bible said that all those who heard about Jesus as the shepherds had begun to share, to look at somebody and say, share with somebody this season. As they begin to share the message of Christ, there were some things that were happening. People begin to wonder. They begin to marvel at the things that were happening and the things that were being told. But Mary, the Bible said, kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I wonder what Mary was thinking as she held. Anybody ever thought about that? As she held baby Jesus. I wonder what Mary thought about as all this was unfolding in her life. She had already been spoken to. She she became a, a pregnant with child by the Holy Ghost. And she began to see all these things unfolding. And I wonder if, if in her mind as she was pondering these things, if she really understood the fullness of what was happening. See, it's almost like it's too good to be true. Did this really happen? This baby I'm holding, he is the Son of God. I believe that with all my heart. But there had to be a wondering in her mind as she pondered the things that were spoken. One thing was that the Lord of all creation had come in the form of flesh. And she had birthed this baby who was the Lord of all creation. This child would be the ruler of all nations. It was 
coming to pass. It had not happened yet, but it was coming to pass. He was going to be the perfect lamb and he would be the great I am. How many know him to be the great I am in your life today? Do you know him to be everything in your life? Is he? Have you let him be the great I am today? I mean, she was the mother of a child conceived of the Holy Spirit. This was unprecedented. It ain't never happened before, but it's happening to her. And there was a greater purpose for it all. Here she is looking down upon a precious child. Amen to God, highly favored of God to be the mother of this baby Jesus. She had to wonder about some things. I believe each one of us would wonder what's what's the fullness of what's happening here. I wonder what's going to happen next. I wonder where these feet are going to walk. I wonder where these hands are going to touch. I wonder what these eyes are going to see. I wonder where he's going to go and what the path that God is going to take him, his father. She had to have questions. She had to be excited yet amazed by all that was taking place. As she held the Savior of the world in her hands, she reached down and kissed the face of God. I believe that Mary understood that God was his father and she was holding the very heart of God in her hands. I wonder if Mary would ever understand or maybe she imagined that this baby boy would one day defy the laws of nature with his feet. Come on somebody. I wonder if she was thinking about well there's a lot of things that I believe is going to happen in the course of his life, but I just don't know what they would be. But I wonder as she looked down at his feet and maybe she kind of placed her hand. Anybody ever played with your baby's feet? Come on now. I believe she held him feet in her hand. I wonder if she thought, Brother Freddie, that these feet were going to defy the laws of nature one day. In Matthew chapter 14, the Bible said immediately Jesus and his disciples get into the boat, made his disciples get in the boat, and they went before him to the other side. And while he was there, he sent the multitudes away. The Lord went to get along with God, and he began to send his disciples to the other side. He was going to join them over there. But in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, a storm came up. How many has ever had a storm come up when you didn't expect it. Whoa! This storm came up and the Bible said it got ugly. They were nervous. They were scared. And they began to look up and what did they see? They seen what used to be the baby Jesus held in the arms of Mary as she held her feet. Amen. The feet that was placed in Mary's hands now doing something y'all with me that no man has ever done he began to walk across the water I'm talking about during the storm while they were worried while they were afraid here comes the master of the sea a baby born in Bethlehem oh that many would reject many would denounce but he would walk upon the water and he would march his way over to the boat I'm talking about the son of the living God. It's never been done before. Many would reject him. But how can 
you reject something that is confirmed through the miraculous action that has happened in this particular situation. He was God because nobody else could do what God can do. Amen. He was God in the flesh. He was born in the flesh. He was God. He was walking up across the water and they begin to look at it and said, my goodness, it's a ghost. I don't believe it was a ghost, but I believe the Holy Ghost was holding him up. He is God the Son, and God the Spirit was on him. He was full of the Spirit, and the Spirit kept him from sinking the precious Holy Ghost. You be, be, I don't need the Holy Ghost. You better get you some Holy Ghost and get filled with the Spirit of God. He'll keep you from sinking under the midst of some great controversy. Amen. The son of the living God, the savior of the world. How many knows today that he's still walking across stormy waters just to get to your life? Give God praise. Drug addiction is a stormy sea. I'm talking about sin is a stormy sea. But he's still marching across the stormy sea to get to the Moshandarabayende, to get to lives who need help. How many believe that today? I believe the Holy Ghost. He was filled with the Spirit. The Holy Ghost kept him. They said, it's a ghost. Woo. But it was the Holy Ghost of God on his life. God's hand was on his son. How many believe in the Trinity today? God the... God the, and God the holy. And my Bible tells me God is a spirit. So he is all three in one. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three in one. God's hand was on his child. His spirit rests upon his child. His hand of great mercy was on his child. And this baby, as she held his, him in her hands, I believe she had to believe that nothing was impossible and nothing was out of the realm of possibilities. This child who had once walked where angels trod was going to walk where men couldn't. Natural laws list this as impossible. Anybody ever tried to do it? I did. Not being funny, but I did. I was younger. I got better sense now. But I said, I want to God, will you hold me up? And I put my feet out over a swimming pool one day and I started trying to just take a step. Push, down I went. I said, I should have known better than this. 
I tried it again. Brother Tim, the same thing. Down I went. Because in the natural law, it is impossible for a man or a woman to walk on water. It's impossible. There is no way that we'll ever begin to see this become a reality for somebody just because they want to walk on the water when the natural law exists. And let me go ahead and tell you that God instituted, he created the natural law. But he didn't stop there. The natural law was created by the supernatural. Which means this. Nothing natural would ever exist without the supernatural. You're with me. The natural law was impossible. I could not walk on the water. But this day, the natural law was canceled out by the supernatural. Because nothing, somebody look at your neighbor and say, no thing can stop your God. Nothing. Nothing. Man, we ought to be having Holy Ghost camp meeting about right now. No thing. Some of you in here going through some things and you're, you need to hear no thing can stop your God. It's impossible for him to be stopped. A stormy sea can't stop him. A raging river can't stop him. Difficulties can't stop him. Death can't even stop him. He'll walk right on up into a funeral home if he feels God leading him and he'll raise him up. Everything he did, he did of the Father's will. And I'm telling you, there's nothing can stop him. No thing, no natural law. Oh, I meet up with cancer. It can't stop God. I got sickness in my body. It can't stop God. Don't you hear what I'm saying today? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed today. Somebody ought to give him glory in this house. It can't stop God. If God sets out to do it, get ready. The devil's going to flee. The natural law will never supersede God's supernatural sovereign grace. It'll never happen. You need to know this. No thing can stop him from getting to you. David said, y'all ready for this? Somebody said, get ready. I went to the lowest place and God was there. 
that I went to a high place and God was there. We don't need to make this thing difficult. God is omnipotent. He's everywhere. He's in the surgical center while the doctors, amen, are doing a procedure on somebody's life. God's there. I believe God, amen, speaks even to those who are not intently listening for I believe God can guide the hands of doctors and they not even know it. I believe God. He's the great physician. I got children that are hooked on pills and that they're just destroying our family. Don't you know God is there? He's a very present help. I'm going to go old school on you. If there's something strange and it don't look good, who you gonna call? It ain't gonna be Ghostbusters. Cause in that movie, it took them a little time to get to the scene, but God is always on the scene. Dear God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I, I said, God is always on the scene. He is there. Why would I call on anything else? He's on the scene. I ain't going to get through this marriage. Mary, did you know that the baby boy you're holding would never have anything separate him when he sets out to move. Oh, help me, God. Romans chapter 8, verse 38, 39. For I'm persuaded. I need you to be persuaded this morning that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, listen, nor things present, get ready for this, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. Let me say that again. Nor any other created thing. Help me, Jesus shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, this baby that Mary birthed. Nothing can separate us. Don't that make you happy? Oh yes. A telephone call can't separate you. 
bad news from the doctor can't separate you. Woo! A financial problem can't separate you. Problems in your family can't separate you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. This is the baby. Mary, did you know that this baby boy would defy the laws of nature by stepping out onto the water? What is this indic indicative of? This is indicative that he can stand where man can't stand. He can walk where man can't walk. And whatever's over your head is under his feet today. Shout somebody, thank you, Lord. Number two, this baby boy would defy the medical diagnosis with his hands. In Mark chapter 8, verse 22 through 26, a blind man was healed in Bethesda. As he came passing through, Jesus, they brought, brought this blind man to him, begged him, will you touch him? Lord, we know you're able. We need you to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand, led him out into the city, out of the city, and he began to take clay from the ground and spittle from his mouth. And he took his hands and he placed that clay in this man's eyes. This same baby that Mary probably held his hand Dear God, wondering, Mary, did you know that these hands were going to heal so many people today? Did you know, man, I feel something up in here bigger than all of us. It's God. Did you know? And he began to touch this man's eyes. And this man was healed. When circumstances are out of our hands, our hope is in his hands today. Did she know that the hand she held was going to change lives forever? I come to tell somebody today, put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the waters. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea. Come on, somebody. Put your hand in the right hand and get ready, get ready for a move of God in your life. He will. I don't know about you, but I, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready for a Holy Ghost heaven sent revival in 2020 that'll shake the foundations of the rejection of a gospel in this nation that is causing people to buy into it, that is causing people to reject Christ. I want to see this same baby Jesus that was born in Bethlehem manifest by his spirit, shaking the foundations of a perverse generation by his hand again not my hand or your hand but by his hand thirdly this baby boy would defy the laws of nature with his mouth he did it with his feet he did it with his hand and he'll do it with his mouth well, bless God, I don't need to go to church. 
every Sunday, every service. God can speak to me wherever I am, and he can. But I wouldn't want to miss every avenue that he would speak to me through. Come on, somebody. I realize God can speak to you anywhere. Why would it be important for him to speak to me? Because with his mouth, he can deposit words into your spirit that can change your life forever. His word pierces through darkness and causes his light to shine in some very difficult places. Oh, we need his word. One day he was on the ship sleeping in the stern. In Mark chapter 4 verse 39, I'm sure Mary didn't know at this particular point that this would happen. And, and yes, he was resting as the storm rocked the boat and the disciples came and they began to, to wake up the master and they said, oh, do you not care that we perish? And he didn't get up. The water was in the boat. He didn't get up and say, okay, y'all get the buckets and, and y'all just go ahead. We'll, we'll get to the other side. Y'all just go ahead and, and get the water out of here. Let's just keep it. No, he didn't do that. He just woke up and said, Oh, ye of little faith, don't you know who's on the boat with you? When the devil tries to shake my world, I got to remember I'm not on this thing alone. He's with me. Amen. When the devil tries to shake me up and get me discouraged, I have to remember, have faith in God. Why is that? Because as long as he's on my ship, I ain't going down. Come on, somebody. As long as he's on your boat, you ain't going down. He's got you. And they woke him up and they said, do you care not that we perish? Where's your faith? And the Bible said he rebuked the wind. Don't you know God can speak into your life and stop the attack of the enemy? He can do it. Don't you know it doesn't have to be some elaborate experience in hearing the voice of God say. It can be a still small voice. But when the authority of the Lord speaks into your situation, get ready because he can stop the storm. Did she know that by the authority of God that he would speak into situations, lives would be healed, troubles would cease, water would be turned into wine. Come on, somebody. Because he had the power in his mouth and the authority of God in his life. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save your sons and daughters? In Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, she will bring forth a son and you'll call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. I like Hebrews seven twenty-five. You come on to the piano, please. I love Hebrews seven twenty-five. said he'll also able to he's also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them how many believe that this morning Mary did you know that your 
baby boy was going to save Israel and the Gentile nations, all humanity. Did you know that? Mary, did you know this baby boy had come to make you new? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things, somebody shout all things, had become new. Mary, this baby boy has come to make you new. He's come to deliver you. Mary, did you know this child that you delivered would, would soon deliver you? Luke chapter 2, verse 5 through 7 said, said that it was while they were there, verse 6, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son. She birthed him. She delivered him. She brought him forth. Now she's got him wrapped in swaddling clothes. He's lying in a manger. In John chapter 19, verse 30, the Bible said Jesus received the sour wine. After he'd received it, he said, it is finished. Bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. She delivered him in birth. Don't stand with me if you will, please. She delivered him in birth. She delivered him in birth. He delivered us. In his death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. He was born to make things new. The climaxing truth of all this is simply this. He's still crossing over great waters. He's still opening the eyes of the blind. He's still calming the disastrous storms of life. He's still defying the laws of nature. And he is, somebody shout, he is the resurrection and the life. If you're going to get to the Father, it's going to be through Jesus. It won't be because you went to church and heard a preacher preach. It'll be because you responded to the greatest message that God would ever place in your path. That Jesus Christ is Lord of all. It won't be because you've joined the choir. That ain't going to get you to God. It won't be because you teach Sunday school, you attend Sunday school, or you do outreach, or you go and, and do these things. They're great things to do, and, and, and that should be the result of our salvation. This won't. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died, he was buried, and he was resurrected, if you do these things, this is how you get to the Father. Give him praise if you want to. And what did Jesus say? Those that have died in Christ they may have been buried but dear God they're going to live on. Some are going to live where the worm dieth not. I 
I got to obey the Holy Ghost. Don't let Santa Claus be your Jesus. I didn't come to hang him, hang him up to dry. But don't let him be your Jesus. Don't let that tree be your Jesus. Don't let the gifts under the tree be your Jesus. Let God be God. Let the Lord be the Lord. And let's remember that over 2,000 years ago, Mary held a baby that would be the Savior of this world. In her birthing him, he died for us. The question this morning is not if Mary knew, but do you know? Do you know this morning all your hope is in Jesus? Every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment. Please, no one looking around. Do you know all your hope is in Jesus this morning? Do you know him to be the Savior of the world? It was told Mary. Mary knew. She pondered these things in her heart. She may not have known exactly how things were going to unfold. But she knew. Do you know this morning? You don't have to keep living like you're living. There's a Lord who's very present right now. He's knocking on your heart's door and he's saying, come to me. I'm the answer for all your problems. Come to me. Don't walk away. Don't, don't turn me away. Come to me. Come unto me, all ye who labor in a heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Come to me. We're living in such a strategic time right now. I said Wednesday night, we see what's happening in America today. With all this impeachment and this left-wing stuff going on, I'm telling you, there's a spirit of the enemy that is fighting against America, and they're fighting against Israel. They're fighting. Benjamin Netanyahu's going through the same thing our president today is going through. Church, do you know how close we are to the coming of the Lord? I can't tell you when it's going to be, but I believe it's closer than you could ever imagine. The Antichrist is looking to move out these forces that are holding him back. He wants to move and he wants to rise up. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. The same Jesus that Mary birthed, that died on the cross, that was buried, that was resurrected, that ascended up into heaven to the right hand of the Father. Y'all get ready. He's coming soon. And he's the one knocking on your heart's door this morning. You would say, Preacher, I, 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 I don't want to leave this place without making sure that I'm where I need to be with God. I need Jesus in my life.